Welcome to the Crazy Confidence Podcast, where I'm going to help you explore areas where you can be more confident in your body, in business, in motherhood, in friendships. We're going to talk about it all. I'm ready for you to stop falling asleep to your life and start living the life you are called to live with confidence. I'm your host, Nikki Wilson. Let's get to the show. Like telling people what to eat and yeah, I'm not really talking about that today, but I wanted to ask you a question. What is your favorite thing about yourself? That I'm happy all the time. You know what? That's my favorite thing about you too. You're happy all the time. What else? What else do you love about yourself? That I'm silly. Totally silly. What else? Um. Thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Mm-mm-mm. Are you proud of yourself for being such a good student with mommy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you learned to read so well? Yeah. Yeah. You did such a good job. I love you, babe. Okay, y'all. That was my sweet baby girl, Woods. She's six years old. She has been the victim of my teaching <laughs> for, during this pandemic. I've been teaching her um, kindergarten curriculum, which really means teaching her. We've only done reading, spelling, and math. That is what I boiled it down to because I told y'all last week, I don't, I'm not a cute teacher. I'm not cute. Um, and I don't care, but I do deeply care about getting her to be a better reader. So we've really worked on that and, um, I'm proud of her. She's, she's done a great job at being diligent and patient with me. So shout out to Woods, but I also really wanted her to get on and talk about, um, just candidly, I didn't prep her or anything because that's just how she is. She's like her mom. Um, just, you know, impromptu, what is your favorite thing about yourself? I was actually a little nervy that <laughs> she was going to say something, um, you know, about her looks or something. I, not, I mean, that's, that would have been fine, but I just, you know, it kind of goes into what we're talking about today um, about our daughter's body image and our role, the role we play in their body confidence and their body image. So I, I posted on Instagram the other day as I've kind of been getting my mojo back, you know, for a while on, on the gram, I was just posting memes and TikTok videos, y'all, because I had just kind of lost all my creative flow and making memes made me happy. Like who knew making memes? I need to go to wherever they pay people to pay memes. Cause mine are like pretty decent. <laughs> go ahead and throw it out. Um, and then 
TikTok videos just because TikTok and I love to dance and I love to be silly, but that's kind of what I was doing for a while. I was like, I don't know. I, I encourage women, confidence, business, body, but I'm just really just trying to survive and get myself in a place of health mentally. So when I finally started to get my groove back, you know, Mother's Day rolled around and I've always been a huge proponent of teaching girls to like things besides the way they look. And I think they cannot do that without their mama's guidance or someone, a good positive role model. Maybe it's not the mom, somebody else in their life that will teach them that they are more than just a pretty face. Um, We are the front lines for this. And so I posted about it on Instagram and it was a good post. It was like, you know, People liked it. I got comments. But what I wasn't prepared for was the amount of DMs. And you guys can go read it. You can find my post on um, at underscore Nikki, N-I-C-K-I, Wilson underscore. Um, But what I wasn't prepared for was the amount of DMs that I received from everyone about the relationship they have with food in their body because of their mom's. And they weren't good stories. They weren't good stories. Um, They were heartbreaking stories. And they didn't surprise me at all. At all. Which is why I did the post in the first place. Just because I'm like, we are the front lines. We are the first line of defense for them. But we can also be the first line of harm to them. And people get really bristly about that. It's kind of like I was saying, I've been watching the Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, freaking obsessed with it. But he didn't want to be a role model. He was just really good at basketball. Really good at basketball. But nevertheless, he's a role model because people look up to people who are really good at basketball, apparently. And moms... We have kids. I don't think setting out. I mean, I did think about the role model thing and it scared the crap out of me. But needless to say, here we are. And, you know, I I think it's like a role we have to to play. And I think people get a little bristly like, well, it's her own development and like she chooses her own path and blah, blah, blah. I get it. Yeah, that's true. We raise humans to be their own human. However, they learn are a hot mess, we got it all together, we don't, whatever, like, they see us and most likely mimic what we do. It's kind of like the cooking analogy, like, oh, I'm going to botch this story or this, like, analogy because I'm terrible at analogies and I'm terrible at recalling actually good stories, but I have them in my head. But it's like, you know, if, if you... Your mom learned to cook from her mom, learned to cook from her mom. And it's like, we don't even question any of the like, you know, family recipes. Like we just like do them instinctively because we watch, we watch, we watch. That um, <laughs> wasn't even a story. I've heard a story one time of like the pan you use was like the certain pan and it wasn't even like a necessary pan, but it was like, just that's what the grandma used, the grandma, great grandma, you know, and somebody pointed out like, well, can't I just use this 
you know, nine by 13 dish. And they were like, well, no. And they were like, why? It's like the perfect size. And they were like, oh, well, I never thought about that. It's just like what my mom always used and what her mom used, you know, really bad analogy. You guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) But all this to say, they do what we do. I have been dying laughing just like watching my middle daughter. She's 11. Just so you know, we've been TikToking and she never done TikTok, but now she gets my phone because I don't allow any, my kids, um, I let my son have, he has a podcast um, and I let him have an account, an Instagram account for it, but I manage it. I do all the things for it. He, I let him pick what he wants to post, but he ain't on that plan around. We just don't do social media, but I will let Reese get my phone and do TikTok. But I've been laughing like she does the faces that I do. And she's probably cringing right now. She's listening, but just like they learn from us. And she probably thinks I look ridiculous, but nevertheless, guess what stank face she's making. So I just want you to know they're watching and whether we like it or not, whether we want to accept that or not. And a lot of times we don't want to accept it because we know like, Oh, I'm, I'm deficient in that area, but deficient as we may be, we're still the role model and we're the front lines. Um, so I did this Instagram post and just had these heartbreaking stories of like the, the role moms have played in body image. And I want to talk about that in a second, but I want to talk about the post a little bit and unpack it because I think I've gotten more, I also did an Instagram live on it and I've just gotten so much people were watching and and talking and, and sending me messages later. Like, I think it's just a, a, a tender spot and I think it's a tender spot and we want to do better, but sometimes we don't know how because, you know, we are creatures of habit with our little, little lizard brains that just do the same things because we're, we're usually just trying to get by myself included. So, and I want you guys to know, I'm going to talk about this in a second. Cause I said that I do three things that are the main things in my opinion. Now there's a lot of theoretical framework you can use. And I always tell people what I'm good at is taking a theoretical framework and breaking it down into action steps that are like easy peasy, one, two, three, three for everybody. Everybody can do it. If I tell you, you can do it. It's for everybody. Okay. And so I don't like to be like super wordy and like just super theoretical and, and psychological, you know, just like throwing out all these big words for you. Um, but, but making it super practical, like three things you can do tomorrow, you know, the sins of our fathers, not sins of our fathers, sins of our mothers, the unintentional things that we can forgive and move on and, and do better. Okay. So like, here's, here are three things that I said really will help you practical things that you can do that will help the, your daughter's trajectory of how she feels about her body. And the first thing I say always to people, and they really don't like it, but here it is. Number one is don't ever speak negatively about your body in her presence, especially. I think for you, for you personally as well, you as a mama, as a person, as a woman, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, whatever, as a woman, like you don't need to say it out loud. 
don't give it credence. Don't give it life. Don't let it be spoken into the universe. Don't give it life. It's death. Okay. So I want you to know, I mean, never. So I'm just picturing like somebody in front of a mirror getting changed in the closet, girl, especially right now during this COVID crisis, then we probably all gained a few. We know it. We don't need to get on the scale, but you go because now we're kind of getting immersed back into reality, <laughs> society. So you got to put on some dang pants, right? And so you go to button. Your little baby girls are all sitting behind the, the mirror watching mommy get dressed because they love to watch mommy get dressed, don't they? Love to watch mommy put on her makeup, hair, watching. They're watching. They're watching. So, you know, and then you go to button pants and they won't go on. They barely even go over your bum trying to button it. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm just so fat. I knew it. I knew I've been eating late night snacks. I've been, you know, drinking the wine, eating the milk duds, the popcorn, Netflix in, whatever. And you're just berating yourself because the pants won't go on. Guess who's doing that? And here's kind of the thought process behind their minds. My mom is beautiful because you are. My mom is beautiful. And listen to how she puts herself down. Mom told me I'm beautiful. But I must have to put myself down too. Right? It's a, it's a mimicking pattern. And it's confusing when you think somebody's beautiful and they berate themselves. Have you ever been around somebody who you think has a better body than you? They skinny. They still the same size they were in the 90s. And then they have a baby and it's back to normal. And they're talking about how, oh, my body is so fat. Ew, I can't even wear my jeans. I can't get back into my zeros. I'm in a two now. Do you not want to just, is that not so annoying? So it's the same kind of concept listening, you know, when your daughter is looking at you, this beautiful woman she loves. And it's questioning it. She starts to question herself. She starts to parrot. It's very, very unhealthy behavior to speak negatively and with disdain about your body out loud. I think personally, anyway, I do not speak ill about my body. And that's because I've come through some ninja stuff. Okay, I've been through the journey, y'all. I'm ahead of you. I'm ahead of you. Some people are ahead of me, but I'm probably ahead of a lot of you. But I want you to know that is a step that I took is zip, no more. Because I used to speak it out all the time. Oh, the time. Just ask some of my good friends who I'm just thankful they're still even friends with me because I talked about it so freaking much. Disturbing and not healthy. To their psyche or to mine. To my kid's psyche. Thankfully, I got out of it before my girls were, you know, even able to decipher human language. But they don't hear me talk negative. My husband doesn't either. That's another podcast episode. Okay. Um, but I don't talk. I don't talk about it. 
And let me tell you, when you don't give it credence, it kind of starts to fade in your mind. It takes time, 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 but it will start to fade and you won't think as negatively if you don't speak as negatively. Try it. Try it on. Try it on, sister. Try it on. Okay. But um, that's my first thing. You've got to stop doing it. And especially in front of the kids, for you and for them, they will mimic what you say. If you don't like your saggy boobs, they'll start to think their boobs are saggy. If you don't like your calling yourself thunder thighs, guess what they'll start saying? I got the thunder thighs like my mom. I hate my thunder thighs. I wish I didn't have them. Things are vicious. We say vicious things about ourselves. So watch it. Okay. Don't, don't give it life. Okay. All right. Number two. None, nobody likes these. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody likes them. Number two, don't be a separatist when you eat. AKA, don't, when you sit down with your family, you prepare them a meal, you got the spaghettis and meatballs for them and a little salad on the side, the milk. But you sit down and you're eating a dry salad and carrots. Mom, why are you eating just a salad? The rest of us are enjoying this beautiful meatball meal. Oh, honey, mommy just has gained a little too much weight. I can't eat that. That's that's bad for me. Translation, spaghetti and meatballs is bad. And I'm eating spaghetti and meatballs, that, therefore I'm bad. If it's not good enough for mom, then I shouldn't be doing it either. Another really confusing message. So y'all know how I feel about diet, dieting. I am totally 100% anti-diet. 100%. 100%. Total health at every size. Dieting in front of your kids is detrimental. I wish I could play for you a reel of the DMs that I got and I've gotten over the years of women who are obsessed with food on the eating disorder spectrum, some orthorexia all the way to bulimia and beyond, all because their mom's relationship with food and how they presented it to the kids. They ate as separatists. They would eat a tiny little yogurt for breakfast when everybody else was doing whatever, um, you know, and there, uh, there's also like scapegoating other people into it. Like even, you know, I'm super against, super against people like p- pointing out and separating other kids along with them to diet with them. But everybody else gets to enjoy the pizza. But me and me and Susie Q over here. We're trying to lose a little weight, so we're eating a salad. That's punishment, and it's detrimental to their minds, okay? So I, 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 I'm not judging you if you eat as a separatist. I'm really not because I think, honestly, girl, probably you and 10 of your friends are doing the same thing, and across America, people are doing the same thing. But I'm telling you, it sends a message, and it ain't a good one. It ain't a good one, Okay shaping their relationship with food. 
So the question then becomes, well, what if I am on a diet and, you know, I do want to eat with my family? So I, I want you to know this journey will take time if that's where you are. But also what I want you to work on from there then, if you're not willing to not be a separatist, I want you to eliminate giving food morality. And I want you to neutralize the language you use around food. So if you're not willing to not eat as a separatist, so that's like an action, you know, action speaks louder than words. Okay. If you're not ready to do that yet, and that's okay, you might not be there. No judgment, sister. Okay. Um, but I do want you to go read intuitive eating real quick. Okay. Um, but, uh, if you're not there, then I want you to start neutralizing the words around food, meaning don't label anything good or anything bad. That's creating like this religion morality around food. And I think that is, is a really bad, 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 bad idea. And we all have done it. We all do it. Um, you know, just like broccoli's good. Snickers bad. Like, no, food is food. It's not moral. There's no moral judgment or value to it. Um, So neutralize the language you use. Don't call it good and bad. That's That's my advice there. If you're not willing to not be a separatist, then you're just neutralizing the way you talk about food to your kids, to your girls and your, and your boys too. But, but for sure your girls. Okay, so now we're going to talk about number three. Number three is don't group talk negatively about your body. Meaning, don't talk about body disdain in your group of friends. Especially within earshot of kiddos. And you know what I'm talking about, family reunions, you get together with your girls, you're out at the pool, y'all hiding in your swimsuit cover-up. I'm so disgusting. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my arms. Oh, my bat wings. My cellulite. Ew. Ew, no, my cellulite's worse. No, mine. No, me. No, I'm worse. No, I'm grosser. Ew, no, I'm uglier. Ew. So when you do that in a group, you guys know what I'm talking about. I call it the sick little sisterhood of, of body shame. It's a way we fellowship together. We literally will try to outdo ourselves with who's got the worst body image. Who's got the worst cellulite? No me, no me, no me, no me. Who's got the most stretch out tummy? Who's got the most stretch marks? You know, who's the most disgusting? Just, it, it really grates on me. So... When you do that with your friends, my friends, and we all do, the sick little sisterhood of body shame, um, when we do that in groups, guess what your daughters are taking back to their friend group? The same thing. I have heard so many little girls, little girls, y'all, I'm talking about third grade, fourth grade. Say, I need to diet before this beach trip that we're going on this summer. Like, well, huh? No eight-year-old is thinking about dieting unless they hear it straight from their mom's mouth. I need to lose a few pounds. We need to lose a few pounds. Oh, let's go on a, 
you know, let's, let's do da, da, da together. Like that takes diet culture straight back to their friends. And I've had to explain way more to my daughter than I've wanted to just because sweet, innocent girls hear it from their moms. And I, they don't even know that it's bad or that it's dangerous or harmful. They don't. And that's the sad part. So I'm telling you it is. I'm here to tell you straight up, straight up truth, 100%, keeping it real. It's bad. It's bad. So don't do it. And, you know, I made this decision. Like I told you, I used to do this all the time. After I'd have babies, I would be the whiniest bee about my weight gain, my body. I was suspect one. Okay, like I was bad and I was obnoxious and I play it back in my head sometimes and I will still apologize to my friends like that I did that and I was like that. Um, you know, it's deepened my friendships, I think, because I, I have a hard, hard no. It's a no tolerance policy in my presence. And Maybe, you know, my girlfriends go and do it elsewhere. They might, and that's okay. Um, But for me, I will shut it down so fast. We're not talking about that. We're not doing it. Tell me about something that you're proud of that you accomplished this week. Go. Let's talk about that. Tell me something that God's working on in your life. How are you going to hear him, listen to him? What's he saying? We're going to talk about that. Tell me a goal you got for yourself in the next year. Let's break down how you're trying to accomplish it. We'll talk about that. But we are not going to sit around and talk about our bodies with disdain. Now, you can tell me how you've been bench pressing and you got your one rep max. I like that, but I don't want to talk about disdain. I don't want to talk about hate and shame. Not going to do it. And y'all, your girls are listening. So make that commitment. And I had, I know I did a face, an Instagram live about this and people were like, oh, that's scary. Yeah, it is scary. And you know what else it is? It's real awkward. It's real awkward when you're the one shutting that down. It's like gossip. Like if you don't want to gossip and you kind of shut it down, like, well, y'all, we're not going to talk about her. It's not our business. It's not our place. People get a little feisty inside like who is she to do that but ultimately who cares because change the conversation it doesn't have to be a judgmental thing it's just a change of conversation no here's what we're going to talk about instead y'all I'm not doing it you know and you got to be the bold one you've got to be the one but I think in the end it's so worth it so worth it and I think you'll see that too If you cultivate a different kind of fellowship with your friends, that is the the same kind of culture your daughters take back to their friends. Even little babies. Even little babies. They're going to take it back to their little friends and create a culture that's safe and sweet and meaningful and deep and not all about superficial things. Okay? So those are the things. So let me know your thoughts on it. As I always tell you, you can email me. You can DM me on the Instagram. You can send me an email, Nikki at Nikki-Wilson.com. You can talk about it. Um, but I want to also just give you a little um, 
piece of love and, and encouragement if you did have a mama who kind of broke you down. I want to tell you, she didn't know. I think maybe they wanted to be mean. I think the other 95% of those women did not know better. And they thought the way that their mom thought, and they thought they were protecting from the, the scary thing, which in our culture of fat phobia and weight stigma, they think they're protecting you from something. If they made you go on diet after diet and lose weight and hide, you know, restrict food, and then you were hiding it and binging, like your mom thought she was protecting you from a world of hurt. She thought, because she was told, you know, men only like a certain look. That's what she thought because she was taught that. And so I really think a lot of that hurt was unintentional. And I know it still feels raw because you guys have told me how raw it feels. I talked to a lot of people whose moms wanted to be the center of attention. And so they wore short shorts and had a great body um, and really wanted to steal the scene and wanted compliments. You guys, that was their insecurities. And I know that wounded you because they wanted to be the star. They wanted to show off their bodies. There was some of y'all who told me like your mom had the quote unquote perfect body and always flaunted it. And, you know, you were a great deal larger than them. And the, the your mom would say, oh, I'm, I'm so fat. Oh, my God. I shouldn't have eaten that. I knew it. And then you guys would straight up be like, well, what about me? I'm like three sizes bigger than you. And they would be like, well, no, you're, you're, you're beautiful. You're so it's the conflicting messages. But I want you guys to know that comes from a wound. And it was unintentional. And so the best thing we can do, I think, is to know that it was unintentional. Know we all swim in diet culture. We all swim in diet culture. Our dads, that's a whole different episode. Um, you know, they've all been taught a certain way because we are just inundated with these messages. And they, they truly have thought, if I can protect them, but they don't know the right way to say it or know how. And they're scared. So, especially to those of you who may have felt like you could never lose the weight and you're probably in a larger body by nature and you probably still struggle with feeling like you have to lose weight to be healthy, quote unquote healthy, uh, and um, acceptable. Uh, I just want to tell you it's not true. You can be in a larger body. You've probably always been in a larger body and that is 100% fine. And you're healthy and you're loved and beautiful and accepted. So just want us to work through, you know, forgiveness. I actually didn't have a mom who ever cared about the way I looked. I mean, she wanted me to not go out all busted. She still doesn't. She wants me to do my hair and have blonde hair. And she wants she wants my bright highlights. She told me that the other day, in fact. She was like, you're not going to keep doing this dark because I do like ombre. <laughs> 
hair so it'll last longer. So I don't have to spend every six weeks in the hair chair. And she was like, you're not going to keep doing this like dark ombre thing, are you? Like you're going to get it highlighted right, right? And I was like, uh, sure, whatever. Like I just don't even have the energy. But <laughs> so they all have their own opinions and that's fine. You know, pick your battles. But also we've got to forgive and, and honestly know it's unintentional. It was unintentional. But here's the caveat to that. We've got to be the agents of change and we've got to change the trajectory, the generational curse, whatever you want to call it for our kiddos, for our daughters. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You guys, um, let me know. I want to hear what you have to say. So email me, send me an Instagram DM. If this was helpful, you guys go share it with a friend. Go hit the little share button. I think it actually says share, share this episode, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. And subscribe to the podcast. Rate the podcast. Be honest. I can take it. I mean, I want a five star. Ain't gonna lie. But be honest. I love I love to hear the feedback. So I appreciate you guys listening. I hope this was helpful. And I hope this took you one step closer to getting crazy confidence. See you next week.